All right, so should we just start this and pray to God that we can get through a conversation without something else falling apart? Exactly. Basically, the let's yes. let's sprint to the finish line type of thing. Yep. That's how we so, do our best work. Um, and Heidi's, exactly. Heidi's maybe gone? Maybe. No, I'm here. Um, no, I, I see her. Okay. okay. Right. Don't, can, don't. Can you hear me? Okay, don't. Heidi, drop the attitude. This is fun. <gasps> oh, and there she, there she goes again. <laughs> wow. <Seriously. laughs> now you know. This explains my afternoon. This is why, with your hosts, Heidi Heidquist and Luke Poling. So here's a question for you. Uh, I I don't know what you're up to this weekend, but we had one of those weekends where you sit around and watch YouTube videos and um, sharing them with the children. And there was this show in the 70s. And I don't remember. There's so few things about it that I remember. It was these sort of uh, people in costumes. And the, the opening credit sequence was them like going down slides. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? I do. And it had, oh, there's accounting in this, like, one. Two, two, I do. Yeah. Well, Wait, it's not the great, no, it's not the great space coast. No. That was later. Yeah, that was later. Um, Wait, I can see it. Da, 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 that one? Yes. Um, do you remember the name of that show? No. Okay, let me think. No, I'm not. No, I do remember the name of the yeah. show. I'm not telling you. No, could you just, <laughs> no you're gonna have please, to Google it on your own. Please. Nope. Nope. It's not happening. And, that was a good try, though. That you totally. Now you figured out where to tap into it, though. Yes, thank you. And welcome, dear listener, to Why the podcast dedicated to bringing people together one question at a time. I am Luke Poling. I am one of your hosts. I am joined, as always, by the banana phobe. Heidi Hedquist. Heidi, how are you doing today? I'm just fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, okay. I, I don't really care. I was just asking to be polite. <laughs> so, um, we have got, we've got a doozy of a show today. Uh, we've got your friend Nina. Yes. Where, I know we always say in the openings, we don't want to give away too much about the guest, but I, I feel like, Nina, there's, there's so much that you that we could give away without giving away anything. Right now, I'm I'm getting much more raccoon time than uh, air time doing voice work or um, stage time or movie time. But you know what, Luke? What? As raccoons do, my boy Nigel and his extended family, I think, are in a giant raccoon mosh pit commune right now, taking their semi-hibernation nap. Because I have not seen my boy Nigel or his relatives since Sunday when I gave them hot dogs and cat chow and marshmallows and sugar crisp cereal. 
So their their bellies are full. They're the size of little pot-bellied pigs. And I think they all went back into the woods to go sleep for a while. That combination of foods sort of sounds like the Thanksgiving dinner they served on the Charlie Brown special, the pretzels and popcorn. <laughs> Is that normally what they like or do you want them to leave? No, they love. Oh, my God. My boy, Nigel, loves hot dogs and okay. he does have a sweet tooth. You know, let me let me start with how I ended up with a raccoon, if I may. Please, please. So we'll we'll set the picture back and the beginning of the summer actually the end of may a poor mama raccoon got hit by a car right in front of my house and i know she was a mama raccoon because she ended up upside down with all her legs in the air and you could tell oh oh, oh that's a mama and about five days later it was june 3rd it was a new moon because it was very dark outside and it was very cold and chilly. And at about 1130 at night in the backyard, I heard little distress, raccoon distress sounds. Now, I've lived in this place for the last 18 years, and there's a little wooded area next door, and there's a huge marsh in the back, and I've been feeding the raccoons for the last 18 years. And I know that the month of June is the month that the mama raccoons would bring their little baby raccoons up to, you know, see the nice lady that throws out cat food and crackers and bread and all kinds of good things to eat. So I looked outside with a flashlight. I was kind of roaming around in the backyard here. There, I actually live in a condo. There's four condos. And it's got marsh in the back and the woods to the side of me. And here's this little tiny raccoon baby just running back and forth from one end of the condos to the next and just, you know, screaming and, and in distress. And I thought, oh, you cute little guy here. You know, if you run, turn left and keep running, you're going to be out on Cass Lake Road. So. Did you say that being, to him? What's that? Did you say that to him? Of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I, I, <laughs> I talk to the animals. You have to. How are they going to know? <laughs> good, good So point. I said, oh, no, come here. Come on. And so, of course, I went. <laughs> and he thought I was just a great, big, giant, crazy raccoon. And And every time I did that little, you know, he'd come over and I got a cat carrier and I got a little stuffed animal. I got a teddy bear and I was looking up on Google, what do baby raccoons eat? So I cracked an egg and I put it all out there and I put a blanket and whatnot in the cat carrier and he went in there and he was kind of lapping up some egg and I had the little teddy bear in there, and I brought him in the garage, and that started the whole thing. 
And he said, I guess you're my mom, huh? And so I said, yes, dear, I am. And he's so cute. And it was so cold. And, you know, you call your best friend and she says, are you crazy? Just put him back outside. And so I did. And the poor little thing is going, hell no. Do you know how cold it and dark it is out there? I'm not, I'm, no, no. Uh-uh. So there he was. And, uh, and you can actually go and see Nigel the Raccoon videos on YouTube. When he was a, a cute little guy, uh, he was he was a lot of fun to take pictures of and videos. And there's about six Nigel the Raccoon videos. And he just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I said, you know, Nigel, I'm not really your mother. <laughs> you must go outside and hang with the rest of them. And honest to God, it took him quite a while to get up the nerve because he was kind of a little runt compared to when the big raccoons, the males and the females would bring the little babies to the back door and, you know, the little patio back door. And he said, I don't think I want to be with those people out there. I want to be with you people. And so I would have to bribe him by throwing marshmallows and Cheez-Its and jelly beans and stuff like that down the stairs. So he would go down, I have back stairs, down onto the patio. And uh, it took a while, but he, he now, you know, hangs out with two special friends and the rest of the gang. And he's kind of like the Richie Rich of the raccoon families that are out there. You know, they all, they're all pretty impressed when he comes walking right in through the sliding door, right into the kitchen. And he likes to eat in the kitchen and everybody else is eating in the backyard. And, and it's kind of cute. And, I miss the little guy. I haven't seen him for a few days. So the only thing I can speculate is that he and his extended family are all kind of semi-hibernating because there's snow on the ground. And I know from past history, when there's snow on the ground, the little raccoons are kind of nestled in their beds. And if we were to, like, have a thaw or nice, warm ish kind of weather they all kind of show up again for something good to eat and then when there's snow on the ground they all go away <laughs> yes oh my gosh he and you know it's so funny um he he wasn't really crazy about the egg thing so i went to the pet food store and i got some of that powdered feral cat wildlife milk and he would just go crazy with that. I, You know, you add water to it and uh, he would just lap it right up and he would stay in my garage. I put a little cat condo up there and his little toys and, and whatnot. And he would love Cheez-Its and sugary cereal and jelly beans, and he was eating scrambled eggs with jelly because he has a sweet tooth, 
and he's just so cute. He's adorable. You've got to go to YouTube and check out some of those uh, videos when he was a no, little guy. My weekend is shot. I mean, let's just... Yeah, I, I'm well, spend, you yeah. know, it's, it's so, nothing that you're, you know, going to want to, uh, you know, well, make agree- uh, a top priority, but it, it's kind of fun. Agree to disagree, Nina. Um, so, how does how does it, Nigel's friends feel about this? Like he walks up to the door and you let him in, and the rest of them are out there. They're uh, fascinated. They're not furious. They put their faces. They are fascinated. They put their little faces right up to the glass, and they're going, "Dude, no way." And he's going, oh, way, look at, we got hot dogs. Wait a minute, here we got hot dogs. Oh, look, oh, we got cookies. Hold on. <laughs> oh, we got some Cheez-Its. All right, dudes, we're good. And, you know, there. I always try to get cheap, you know, inexpensive dog chow or cat chow, you know, because I'm always throwing that out there. That's what the raccoons really, really like. And... I will hand him a, a hot dog and he'll just plop himself right down around my ankle and, you know, enjoy it. And then he wants to go out for a second, but no, he wants to come back in. And ideally, he will sit right where the sliding door is. So he's inside my kitchen, but he's got the sliding door open. So he's, you know, hanging with his his friends while he's actually in the kitchen eating. And they're, they're all fascinated. They're, they're absolutely fascinated with this. And the only way that I know which one is Nigel is when I open the door and the one that walks into the kitchen is Nigel. And honest to God, sometimes at about midnight, I'll hear, you know, scratch, 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 scratching at the uh, at the front door. Mm-hmm. And I open the front door and he walks right through the living room into the kitchen. And I think to myself, you know, the Adams family got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> because the other day as I was in the kitchen... And again, now now you know why I miss this little guy so much. Um, he's so cute. And he likes to play. He likes to play with cat toys. And he lets me brush him and, you know, rub his little belly and rub, scratch his little face. And I was sitting there in the kitchen not too long ago. And I was in my pajamas. I had flannel pajamas with leopard print on it with a glass of wine. And Nigel had climbed up on my kitchen table, and I thought to myself, I don't even care. This is just, who cares, you know? What time of morning was <laughs> what this? What am I going to do? I got I got a raccoon roaming around on the kitchen table. What is he going to do, turn the TV off? That would be about the worst thing that he would do is step on the, the remote. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm so glad I'm divorced. Because this this certainly would not go over with a normal person. Not that I would marry a normal person, but I don't think anybody would really have much tolerance for this other than me. So how did you name him? You know, I honestly thought it was a female. And I was calling her Patsy because she was 
I thought when when I first saw and and I figured that he was about five weeks old based on pictures that are on Google. Again, this mm-hmm. is June third, and I just guesstimated that it was about five weeks old. And because he was so sweet, and I would hold him, and he would just, you know, crawl around up on my shoulder and just let me hold him, I thought it was a sweet little girl until one day, um, you know, he was hanging off the chair, the arm of the chair, and I said, oh, well, here's the opportunity, and I kind of flipped him upside down, and I said, oh, you're a little boy. (laughs) Oh, surprise. (laughs) You're not a little girl at all. So instead of calling him Patsy, because that was his name first, was Patsy, I said, well, you're not a little girl at all. You're Nigel. And it was just because if you're a raccoon, you know, you want some uh, a name that is a, a bit distinguished, you know. True. Sure, there's Rocky True. Raccoon and Rocket and, you know, Snickers and all that kind of name. But Nigel, he said, I, I like that. And uh, and so so you have it. There he is, Nigel, the raccoon. I love it. So you have other pets, right? Don't you have cats and other pets in your house? I do. So how do they all get along? Hate him. Hate him. (laughs) Eddie hates him a lot. And and Cosmo tolerates him and doesn't like him much. But Eddie is the, you know, Eddie will haul off and smack him right in the face. And Nigel is cool. Nigel will kind of bob and weave and go, okay, I get it. I get it. And Cosmo will kind of, you know, sit there and contemplate how much he doesn't like him. And when he tries to touch his tail, when Nigel tries to touch Cosmo's tail, as raccoons like to monkey around with everything, uh, Cosmo finally hisses at him. And uh, But no, the cats are hoping he will run out on Cass Lake. <laughs> oh, no. Road. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so... So no, it's it's not one big happy uh, family in the house, but uh, you know, it's surprisingly they all get along to the to the point where all three of them will be in the kitchen together. You know, he's in one corner, uh, somebody's in the middle, and somebody's in the other corner, and they're all kind of eyeballing each other. How much experience have you <laughs> had with raccoons prior to this, and how long into June third? Did the fear of this animal is going to eat my face off dissipate to the I'm going to feed this thing because I oh most I people... never thought he was going to rip my face off because you see I um, Tell have me more. been feeding the raccoons and the skunks and the deer and the the woodchuck oh no I hate the woodchucks they eat everything in your garden <laughs> yeah completely but you know possums and skunks and raccoons I've always fed the raccoons for the 18 years that I've lived here. Come summertime, you know, some of them, they'll they'll take the food right out of your hands, you know, very, very sheepishly, you know, very nice. And because they all look alike, you don't know the one that's going to actually rip it out of your hand and scare the bejesus out of you. But, uh, but no, I... Who doesn't want a raccoon? Luke, I'm telling you, I have friends... The friends, my friends would come over 
and some of them have never even been close to a raccoon of any age, much less get to hold a baby raccoon. So I'm cute. not qu questioning the who doesn't want to have a pet raccoon. I'm I <laughs> I see where you're going with that. How but it's why, right? It is why. It, why it, would I do this? Yes. Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was because this poor little guy was in such distress, and I thought, well, I'm just going to, you know, make sure that he he has, you know, gets a little bit bigger. And, you know, when you start looking up the Michigan DNR.com and, and natural resources and stuff, nobody wants a raccoon. They'll take raptors. They'll take bunnies. They'll take deer. They'll take anything. No raccoons. Forget it. Why? Why do you think that's the case? Because they're, you will never get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> they will show up forever and go, hey, remember when we had uh, hot dogs and, and marshmallows? Can we do that again? Well, that's hey. just like people. People oh show up God, for hot yes. dogs and marshmallows all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are like your relatives that will never go away. And, oh, my God, he was so cute to have around. I'm telling you, a baby raccoon is so, now I know why Pocahontas had Miko. And, and they're fun to have if you are Pocahontas and you live outside. Right. They're ridiculous to have in your house because they will start climbing up on everything and monkeying around on everything and yanking your floor plants. And, you know, you have to get the angry towel. Oh. I would have what's <laughs> called the angry towel out. <laughs> I would grab I would grab a hand towel and if he was like, you know, climbing up the the side of my couch going for, you know, stuff that I didn't want him to knock down, I said, "Okay, I got it. Nigel, I'm getting the angry blanket." And I would put the angry blanket around him and, you know, pick him up and put him back down on the floor. Okay, I am so forming he, a band. He knew what what, I'm forming that? a band. I am forming a band, and we are calling ourselves the Angry Towel. Yes, the Angry yes. Towel. Yeah, it's a great band. Why not? Did you hear the story on <laughs> the? the it was on. Towel. I think. I think it was on Good Morning America this uh, this morning, actually, about this band of. Uh, actually, when I say band, I mean like band of merry men, not Luke's band. Um, of Thank you. raccoons in West Virginia that were terrorizing a neighborhood and the neighborhood thought they were all rabid and they were terrified. And then they realized that they were all drunk because yes. they'd been eating all the crab apples in the neighborhood. And so all of these raccoons turned into like Sid Vicious <laughs> from drinking Drunken sots. Yes. Yes. They're already... They're already a bunch of kooks to begin with, much less if you got them all drunk. Imagine. Imagine the people from high school, the the troublemakers and the, you know, the hooligans all drunk. But yes, and of course, when you do have your own raccoon, everybody on Facebook will send you every video out there. So of I did get... Uh, I did get a message from a friend of mine who said, now, be sure that you're you're careful with the 
eggnog that you give Master Nigel. (laughs) (laughs) Accompanying that video. But yeah. No, raccoons are are really quite adorable. And he plays with cat toys. I found a a Nerf-size basketball out in the road. So, of course, I brought it into the backyard. And he was playing with it just like a little puppy dog, you know, rolling around with this Nerf ball. And then I didn't see it out in the backyard, so I looked down the hill, down into the marsh, and, oh, there it is down there. So he was probably playing, you know, with his with his raccoon buddies playing with it, I'd like it. to think. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> A little raccoon rugby. Yes. And, and you know, he is, he is a very adorable, and uh, he, he has never nipped me. Although, if you ever watch raccoons interacting, they do open their mouths to the other ones. Like, you know, they'll uh, 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 they'll have their mouth open, you know, like, uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. pretend to bite you or something. And so I would tell him, don't, don't you open your mouth to me. Don't, no, stop. And it's, it's pretty amazing. I feel like he yeah, listens. I, What's Clearly that? he listens. I feel like he listens to you. He does. He, and he knows Nigel. That's amazing. I will go, Nigel, is that you? Are you here? Nigel. And he'll run into the house. I'm shocked now, though, that there maybe. aren't Nigel impersonators out there. Because if I were <laughs> one of the other raccoons, I would totally pretend I was Nigel to get into the house. I, I get a name tag that are... says, hello, my name is Nigel. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, they are they are quite fascinated by the whole process. And I know that they would love to come into the house. Now, here's the thing, too. I have a whole wide variety of different raccoons. There's Lefty, this big female that is missing a front paw. And she's Can been back for paw? two years. <laughs> she's missing yeah, her paw? front paw. <laughs> And then there's the old man, who's another, uh, like, we're talking potbelly pig-sized raccoons out here, you know, they're, because they're eating this corn, kind of corn-based dog chow, you know, and all the junk food and stuff like that that you, everybody gives me. And so there's this great big one that, you know, raccoons have little black masks. This guy is so old like an old dog where he's got all gray on his face so he's the old man and he comes around with a a wide variety of big huge ones and then there's these two that actually hang out with Nigel because Nigel well until Sunday and again I don't know I don't know when I'll see everybody again but he would show up a couple of times, maybe three times a day, sometimes by himself, and then sometimes with his two buddies that he kind of, you know, gravitated to. And then at night, when the whole group would show up, maybe about nine of them, nine or ten big, giant raccoons. <laughs> So you're a stronger woman than I. I would have one little pout from those little well, faces. I would have let them all in. I'm like, come on in. Oh, they don't <laughs> all want of to. you. They do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's not that. Oh, 
okay, in the last 18 years, I can remember one time I was upstairs on the bed, you know, just watching television with, I think I had three cats at the time. There was Smudge and Eddie the First and Cosmo. And it was summer. And so I go down into the kitchen and I had just purchased like three bags of bread, you know, like that surplus bread or cheap bread, you know, for maybe 50 cents a loaf or something. And I had about three shopping bags on the chair in the kitchen. So I go downstairs and I go, oh, my gosh, the sliding screen is open and I see a little trail of raccoon prints that the first thing they did was go to the cat's water bowl and they, you know, they dirty that up. And then there were the, the little trail of footprints walked over to the half bath in my kitchen. And then they walked back and they knocked down the bags of bread. And I looked out in the backyard and I'll be darned, there was one raccoon sitting on his butt, as they sometimes do, with a loaf of bread under his arm, eating bread, just like he was on a picnic. And I said, you little monkey, you came in here and you got a loaf of bread and took it outside and you're in the middle of the yard eating it like, you know, like you got all the sense in the world. And then I looked down next to the stairs and there was another one with his own loaf of bread looking up at me going, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm down here too. And so, you know, I have had raccoons come into the house and they they do leave little footprints. And the first thing they do is they wash their hands in the cat water bowl. So... I don't know. It's yeah. Okay. It's it's now that I talk about it for the last 41 minutes and 38 seconds. Sure. It sounds crazy. <laughs> but, but when all of this is happening, you just think this is kind of like really, really cool. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this week, but we'll be back next week. We'll hear the rest of our interview with Nina, and we'll ask her how many fingers she still has. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the Podcast Y, and find us, as you already have, where all fine podcasts can be found. If you're interested in sharing your own Y story, give us an email at thepodcasty at gmail.com. Our show is produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. The theme song is performed by the Electrosynthomagnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This is for Philippe, who is hopefully hanging out with his family. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here? Nigel?